Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on frankly the national shows and I say why aren't you doing a national show because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level so that's good this is Dominic Carter everybody, everybody. now here's Dominic Carter on talk radio 77 WABC and good morning good morning good morning it's a rough night tonight I wish I had a better way to describe it. I wish I could put a Band-Aid on it, but I can't. It's a uh, rough night tonight. I get it, folks, with our politics. Right, left, conservative, Democrat, Republican, moderate, subcategories. But even so polarizing these days, we can't even agree on basic law and order. Basic law and order is as political as immigration, as the budget, as any other topic. Basic law and order. And for the sake of all of us, can we please get back to the days of basic law and and order. 800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Why a tough night tonight? Hundreds gathered in Times Square in memory of Michelle Goh and denounced anti-Asian attacks. Also, the wake for 19-year-old Crystal Bayron Nieves, shot and killed at Burger King. Bayron Nieves' body will be flown to her native Puerto Rico on Thursday for a funeral scheduled for Friday, according to her family. This 19-year-old young lady will be buried Saturday. By the way, JetBlue is transporting uh, the body, apparently, and relatives at no expense. Thank you, uh, JetBlue. And the GoFundMe page has so far raised nearly $43,000 for the family. So we have hundreds at a candlelight vigil in Midtown. We have a wake for the 19-year-old young lady. And we have a police officer shot during a confrontation in the Bronx tonight. The officer was shot in the leg near 3rd Avenue and was rushed to St. Barnabas 
Hospital. The suspect was also shot, and that's an ongoing situation. Can we please get back to basic law and order? I almost want to say, can we return to the good old days, but even a comment like that will be seen as political. Can we please return to the good old days of at least there may have been racial division and, and with, with law enforcement and so on, but at least, at least for the last decade, give or take, you could walk the street and feel safe. The key part. Now, two recent predictions, and I'm going to your telephone calls in just a second. Two recent predictions I made are proving accurate. Folks, you, our listeners here at WABC, had a better chance of being elected governor than Bill de Blasio. And so at least give the guy credit. He sees the handwriting on the wall. He's not running. We'll get to that in the back half. And my second point, Lieutenant Governor and now Governor Kathy Hochul is proving to be much more formidable than expected. It seems like no one can stop her in in her election bid. We will get to that in a little bit. Again, hundreds gathered in Times Square with a a, a, uh, billboard showed the smiling face of Michelle Goh as she was remembered tonight held at the uh, Red Steps, uh, organized by Asians fighting injustice. And it comes just three days after Go was pushed in front of an R train and killed at the Times Square station. The alleged murderer schizophrenic in and out of uh, mental hospitals, according to his own sister, for 20 years. Go, by the way spent the past decade volunteering to help the less fortunate, including the homeless. Some of the people, as we were about to go to your calls, held up signs that read, Asian lives matter just like yours, and Michelle Alyssa Go, rest in peace, 115-2022 the date of her death. Mayor Eric Adams was uh, there, Lieutenant Governor Brian Benjamin of the state of New York, and Manhattan's District Attorney Alvin Bragg. I will get to Crystal Bayron Nieves in a second, but let's start with your telephone calls. Let's go to Larry. Start with Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Larry, are you there? Larry, the please, folks, don't pay attention to the radio when you're waiting to go in the air. You got to listen to your phone. No, Larry. Okay, Larry's not yeah, there. I'm here. Let, I'm here. I'm here. I'm okay, here. Larry, you got to pay attention. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. Listen, Dominic. You know your call to get back to notions of basic, just uh, law and order are ineffectual because they're too simplistic. The reason we moved off 
basic law and order when was was for reasons having to do were for uh, strategic reasons, deliberate reasons having to do to try to undo the perception that there was a disparate impact on the criminal justice system on on groups of people who are responsible for the majority of crimes. And we know what we're talking about. So we have to sort of undo the notion that there was a disparate impact on basic law and order. On okay, so wait, so wait, so wait, so wait. So translation, Larry, let, let's, let's cut to the chase here. Translation, you are saying to me that because minorities, uh, for the most part, make up the system, we're moving away from that. That's what you're telling me? That's right. They okay. feel... Do they feel that because the minorities got caught up in the okay, criminal so, justice? Okay, so wait, Larry, wait, 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 hold on. So, so what? So what if you're not alive to even argue that basic principle? What? What if you're not alive? If you're not alive, what's the point? I don't understand what you mean. What do you mean? If you're meaning not alive? that people people are are dying. Look at what's going on in Los Angeles, right? Right now, as yeah. we speak. That 31 year old, oh, well, excuse me, the suspect is 31 years old. That graduate student. Brianna Cuffer, I believe is her name, yeah. UCLA student stabbed to death by by this animal in, in L.A., and you're telling me about rights right now? Well, I'm not. No, 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 no. You don't understand something. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm saying oh, you're playing devil's not, advocate. They, they, okay. You, you, you know what, Larry? Maybe because I'm I'm a little, I don't know what's going on with me emotionally the last couple of days, but yeah. this stuff is really hitting me hard tonight, to keep it real and be honest with you. I mean, we got a candlelight vigil, we got a wake, we got a cop shot, okay. and I'm still listening to people telling me about about uh, rights. Right. Of course, Dominic, I, I will keep ahead. it honest with you. Okay, there is no way, there is no way. Once they got rid of things like stop and frisk, everything is perceived as progress. There is no way they're going to implement basic law and order because they feel that that is a return to the to the unfair racist racial practices that went on when there was basic law and order. Mm-hmm. That's my point. So, so, Hey, Hey Larry, and I, I appreciate your patience with me tonight, but, um, and I'm just pointing this out here. The suspect out in LA happens to be African American, right? So the point that you just made, right? Let's okay. Let's, let's put race to the side. The point that you just made to this young lady's family, right? The argument you just made, how well you think that's going to go over with her family? Not at all, but this is the reality that we're up against, mainly in New York. See, in California, right. there was a $250,000 uh, reward offered. What was offered in New York? A $10,000 reward by a private businessman. You see right. the difference between California and New York? They right. Well, in New York, it was, the, it was the NYPD and our owner-operator, John Katz But, Larry, thank you for the call. And and yes, I, I I finally caught on to uh to to what you were saying there. Let's go to to our friend up in Boston. Let's say good morning to Jennifer. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind this morning? Oh, hi, Dominic. Thank you for being a a, a light in a dark world um, these days. Stay strong. It, it is very distressing and very heart wrenching. These stories. Um, 
I just want to say a couple of things. I was extremely disappointed with the GoFundMe for the for the young lady, Crystal, from the Burger King. I, I'm and disappointed as well. I, you, you know, Jennifer, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I just didn't want to say it as I mentioned it, but I'm disappointed with it as well. But go ahead. Where were all the big, uh, you know, they were giving millions upon millions to Black Lives Matters when they were rioting and burning and looting. Where are these companies? Nobody can hmm. fork over $5,000, $10,000, $2,000. I mean, to me, I mean, where are all the hedge fund guys? Where are the Wall Street guys? I mean, this is just despicable, the country we're living in. And that poor girl, did you say they made an arrest for that Brianna out in, in L.A.? No, they, they're searching for this animal that stabbed this young, a graduate student, a bright, okay. young UCLA graduate student. Okay. And and they, and this this animal uh, stabbed her to death. Do they know? But they know who they're looking for. They they have, they have his name, Sean Lavelle Smith, and he's considered armed and dangerous, and highly likely yeah. to be using public transportation, according to the uh, LAPD. Did you? Well, thank you for that information. And I don't know whether you heard that he had gone into a a, a chiropractic office before he went into there mm-hmm. um, to the furniture store, and that woman's lucky to be alive. Uh, uh, one more thing, Dominic, if I could. I don't know that you heard, but um, Brianna had texted a friend saying that she, this guy was making her very uneasy yes. that was in the store. Yes. And I would just like to encourage anybody, man, woman, if you are in a situation, because Brianna um, felt it and also Crystal felt it. Remember, she told her mother she was very nervous about working yes. there at that night. Yes. Anybody... You walk out the door, get away, use your God gave you instincts for a reason. And if you lose your job, it's much better than losing your life. And if you're working for someone that can't understand the way you reacted to something, then, oh, well. But, you know, at this point, really nobody is looking out for us as society. So we have to use, you know, our own best judgment and our own best instincts. So, And I also encourage people that I, my goddaughter lives in Manhattan, I get upset talking about it. Um, please, people, keep your eyes open. Don't put, uh, you know, your earbuds in. Be alert. Stay against the wall. You know, use your common sense and um, advocate for yourself. And, and, uh, look and up, Jennifer, look, look I, I, I don't, I don't want you to get upset. So please try and calm down. But you are, you're dead on because uh, for that second that that you turn away to not focus. It, it could cost you your life the way things yeah. are going. And so, Jennifer, yeah, please, you. please calm down. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Oh, no, I will. I just want to thank you, Dominic, for the time. And I thank you for shining a light on these things because, I mean, something is really unraveling in a very depraved way in this depraved way in the society. And, I mean, if we don't get a hold of it, Dominic, I'm afraid we're going to lose, you know, lose what we've come to love and, and, and the quality of life we've lived. Um, we really have to wake up. We all have to use our collective voice. Call your state reps. Call your national, you know, your, your U.S. senators and Congress people. Speak up for the love of God. This apathy in this society is, I think, what's really um, leading to a lot of this. People don't use their voice that God gave them. So thank you for letting me use and mine. Thank, and have a thank you for the call, Jennifer. Be safe in Boston. Thank you very thank much. You. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The premise is simple. Can we please, I understand that we we all disagree on our politics, 
But when it comes to law and order, can we return to the days of law and order? I'm not advocating anyone's civil rights to be violated. I am stating, folks, that if we don't return to law and order, these criminals are already in the process of completely taking over. Look at that situation in L.A. with the UCLA student. Look at the Burger King situation in New York. Look at the situation with the recent, the most recent one of this 40-year-old woman minding her business over the weekend, and she's pushed in front of a train by a mentally ill homeless man who says that he's God, someone that clearly needs help. Let me go to my friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. It says here that you don't agree with me. Well, I don't. And I don't agree with this hoarse voice that I have, but bear with me. I, okay. I, what I don't agree with is, number one, um, I don't understand folks that do not live in New York City can just give uh, uh, um, plans of how to survive. You survive in New York because you're not stupid. Number two, how come no one's talking about all the mass shooting? And you said 10 years ago, you had mass, what you call it, law and order? It was not law and order. What about the mass shootings? Over 500,000 of them. But my problem here is it's always something that disturbs me when folks come on and talk about Black Lives Matter. Because they don't know anything about it's, it's people lives matter. It's not just one set. But the crime, New York is out of control. And it's a for a reason. I, I, I just think something Something crazy is happening, but it's no crazier than, than what happened back in the 80s. And I was crazy in the 80s. I lived here in the 80s, and I've lived there for probably seven years old. So, Audrey, so Audrey, respect, Audrey, respectfully, if things were bad in the uh, 80s, why do we need to go back to that 40 years later? I don't want to go back there. I was fighting myself. That was when... Um, the crack cocaine and all that nonsense was, was um, mm-hmm. but you said law and order back to 10 years ago, 10 years ago. What is law and order? First of all, I don't understand what you mean by that. that that's a great question, Audrey. And I, I, I'm glad you're interviewing me now. <laughs> that's, that's a, <laughs> that's you. a great question. Law and order from my point of view is when, All of us can walk the streets and feel safe. We can go out at nighttime. We can can come into the city of New York and spend the much-needed tax dollars to keep the city uh, going. So, like, for example, let let me give you this one example. You asked me this, and I'm already late on time here. So, as I mentioned, I I came in with my family to see uh, Tracy Morgan, right? Uh, over the weekend okay well at at, at caroline's comedy club right so the tickets uh, a couple of hundred dollars right uh dinner at caroline's a couple of hundred dollars right drinks at caroline's so in the course of, of coming into the city right that one time you're you're spending what seven Seven hundred dollars easy. With a tax with with a city's gonna get part of the taxes of that, right? But once we get out the car, I'm worried about 
I got to walk with my family from 54th down to, I think, 49th. Am I not going to run into a problem? Am I going to run into a homeless person? It's cold outside. Is the homeless person going to be aggressive? After the show, once I'm leaving, right? So I, we're, we're leaving the show. I, I leave early so that the family doesn't have to walk the five blocks. I, drive, I go back at the car, come back. And right in front of me was something I've never seen before in my life, Audrey, but I am going to point this out. And I said I wasn't going to. It was a green truck, and it had nice lights on it, and it said uh, brownies, it said gummy bears. And I said, oh, well, you know, let let me get my family some gummy gummy bears. And I looked carefully, and it was a, a, a weed truck selling weed gummy bears and weed brownies. And... And I'm not a big fan of this marijuana uh, uh, stage that's sweeping through America, but I, I you know, I, I just I, so 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 safe streets is when is when you can walk the streets and and be able to say hello to a police officer and them say hello to you and you feel safe and you say so. What safe streets to you, Audrey? Before I have to go, and I've blown way past the commercial break here. What what safe streets to you, Audrey? Audrey, that, to this day, say say that again. I say hello to every officer I see to this day. Have a safe tour, and they speak back. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to walk the street. You know what I'm afraid of? The damn rat. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Audrey. I'm I'm afraid of the rats as well. And in New York City, you have some big ones. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, folks. We mentioned uh, the candlelight vigil tonight for the young lady that unfortunately was fatally pushed in front of the uh, train over the weekend. Also, a few hours ago, the wake for the Burger King victim, Crystal Bayron Nieves. She was mourned as a happy, genuine soul. 19 years of age, senselessly shot and killed. January 9th, during a botch robbery, just days after she took the job to buy a car and help her mom with the bills. She was worried about working there, did not want to be on night shift, and for 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 good reason, as we now know. A gentle soul. And just $100 in the cash register. And as I uh, mentioned at the uh, top of the show, um, her body will be flown to her native Puerto Rico on Thursday for a funeral scheduled for Friday. She will be buried Saturday, 19 years old. Do you think, folks, her mother will ever recover from something like this? Time time may go on. And as I mentioned as well, JetBlue is transporting her body and relatives at no expense. A GoFundMe page, and I'm with Jennifer, who called uh, a few minutes ago. I'm with Jennifer on this. A GoFundMe page so far has raised nearly $43,000 for 
her family. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Let's start. I'm going to start with Karen in Rockland County. Then we're going to go to David in Los Angeles. So good morning, Karen. You're on Talk Hi, Radio Dominic, 77 WABC. Uh, number one, I think the uh, the government is setting a very bad tone for this country because of their rhetoric and all their actions. And number two, Eric Adams, he said that he was going to bring back the anti-crime unit. Where is it? He hired his brother to be on the police force, but I don't see anything about anti-crime. That should have been number one on his list. Right? Well, you know, you know, you know what, Karen, I, I agree with you. I mean, <laughs> we, we do have to give the new mayor some time, but I do agree that yeah, but look perhaps that should have been the brother. very first thing that, that the new mayor did. <laughs> maybe and, you know, maybe, maybe it's in the works, Karen. Maybe, maybe it's in the works. And I also feel sorry for that train conductor that hit that woman because, you know, I mean, he probably feels guilty, too, for what happened. Right. And he he, had nothing to he do or with she, it. he or she is also someone, the train conductor, that's probably going to need counseling for a very long time, and they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't do anything wrong except get up and go to work to try and get people safely from one destination to another and to provide for their family. And now they're going to have to carry the burden of the train they were driving. You are correct, Karen, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up that point that um, it, it hit this young lady. Thank you, Karen, in Rockland County. Let's go out to Los Angeles, California. Let's say good morning to David. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm good. It's always great listening to you, Dominic. It's the Thank real you. highlight of my day. Thank you. And I want to um, – it, it appears as though the subway killing – has brought the mentally ill homeless crisis in the subway system to a head. You even had Eric Adams today finally reverse position and say, yeah, he's scared in the subway. It is too much. He's experienced it, and it is need to be addressed. So here is what I am proposing to be the solution to reduce the mentally ill homeless population in the subway system. Uh, you have to impose a state of emergency of where there's either a curfew or a no trespassing, no sleeping, uh, I mean, no loitering, no sleeping between the hours of, let's say, midnight to 5 a.m., which these days it's not a vibrant population anyway in the subway at that time. It is mostly the mentally ill homeless. So then what happens is the police go around, say, hi, excuse me, uh, you're loitering, you're sleeping, uh, let me see your ID. You run them for a warrant. If there's no warrants, you write them a ticket for the trespass, for the loitering or the sleeping. Um, and then what happens next time you do a sweep? So you have to appear for a court date. These people never appear for the court dates, and then it goes to warrant. So next time you're doing the sweep, you come David, against wait, them again. Wait, wait, David, I, I agree with you. Wonderful idea. But you got to remember the Civil Liberties Union, the the, the lawyers are going to be right in federal court immediately. So so how do you get around that? I, I love your idea, but the lawyers are going to be in court the very next day to stand I up for the you, rights of the homeless. 
Um, I, I, I listen, I, I've been involved in federal lawsuits in the city of L.A., and I'm very aware of it. I think this would possibly pass the legal muster. It's not discriminating, per se. It's a state of emergency, and you're just having a no loitering in the subway system. There's still other places these people can go. So I believe that it, it could possibly withstand, unless you just have a bunch of liberal judges that just are of right. the Alvin Bragg mentality. But um, that's how you do it. And that's what I'm taking it from based on Venice Beach. I lived in Venice for 10 years. So -hmm. that's what the cops do. If they catch you with the beer can, they write you a ticket. You never go to court for it. The next time they see you, they go, oh, there's an outstanding warrant from last time. And then they can take you in. Hey, David, I've got to move on. But I enjoyed going to Venice Beach in L.A. But it was borderline shaky. What, What is it like these days? Have they cleaned it up completely? Oh, my gosh, no. It's Skid Row at the beach. It's a constant state of crisis. It it was headed there the last time I was there. When was that? Many years ago. Many years ago. I've been been out to L.A. maybe five or six times, but only once or twice to Venice Beach. Yeah, well, don't come out anymore. It's it's like the New York subway system at the beach. So it's like your homeless problem as well. Oh, it's totally run over with homeless. I used to be a performer on the boardwalk, making my living there. And now it's just, it's just, again, it's just tent encampments, crime. They're trying to recall the council member. It's just as up in arms as anything can be about Venice and Venice Beach. Completely unsafe. I moved out because wow. of it. Wow. Well, well, Thanks, well thank, thank you, David. Thank you for the call. See, folks, here's where here's what I don't understand. Eric Adams is new as mayor, so we, we got to give him a little bit of time. I mean, I know we don't have time, but we got to give him a little bit of time. Here's what I don't understand. If you're mayor, the number one job that you have, except for Bill de Blasio, and by the way, Mr. de Blasio, I'm coming back to you. How do you feel these days, Mr. de Blasio? Uh, all of this, uh, 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 you know, hug a thug. Look, look at the city you left us, Mr. de Blasio, while you're standing in front of your nice home in Park Slope. Look, look at what you did to the city of New York. You knew you could have never been elected governor. De Blasio is going to go down, decent guy on a personal level, it's going to go down in, in the history books as one of the worst mayors ever in the city of New York. And why? Because he let his ego get in the way. It, it's New Yorkers will tolerate you as mayor if you got an ego, if you do something. But you got to do something first. You can't come in with the ego and just think it, it's it's all about you. Let's go to Lisa. Lisa's calling from New York. Good morning, Lisa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. We cannot have Democrats. I blame this on the Democrat Party running these cities. They are pro-criminal. Oh, yes, they are. And they will not change because George Soros is running their party, billions and millions of dollars. They will never change. I mean, look, they have dangerous policies that get people killed. Look what happened in Texas, the synagogue. They wouldn't say it was anti-Semitic, which, of course, it was. These idiots, these leftists would not say anti-Semitism. 
mm-hmm. when it was, obviously. But it, these, these uh, Democrats, they're, they're terrible. They cannot run cities. People get killed because of their policies. It's that simple, and they will not change. So get ready well, you, you, know, you know, Lisa, you, you went there, so I'm going there. I was going to make the point tonight when I went through the litany of all these bad things that have happened is that this is what happens when we've gone through this social experiment of electing progressives, because I, I, I just, I just, I just don't get it, Lisa. I I don't understand how this benefits anyone. um, Except for if you're a criminal, if you're, if you're a criminal, I mean, I, I don't, Lisa, I, I, I thank you for the call. Um, I don't know if I would go as far as uh, no Democrats in office, but but the progressive thing, and, 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 and listen, even if you're a progressive interested in running for office, the tide is turning against you so badly that it's in your own interest, your own political survival to cut out the hug-a-thug. And the hugger thug is something that I I thought I would never say. That's 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 my good friend Curtis Lee was uh, type language. Who, by the way, was at the uh, vigil uh, earlier tonight uh, in Times Square and the Guardian Angels. But that's what it amounts to: hugger thug, hugger thug. Graduate student in Los Angeles, bettering her life, and this loser who has nothing going on and does not value his own life and certainly not anyone else's life, stabs her. And then progressives want to tell me about protecting his rights? His rights were violated when he was arrested? Are you kidding me? And, and he's still at large. I'm making the, the broader point. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And, folks, it became official today. Bill de Blasio, the former mayor of New York City, announced what everybody in the world knew except for him. He floated the idea of running for governor, and uh, today he completely backed off. Take a listen. No, I am not going to be running for governor of New York State, but I am going to devote every fiber of my being to fight inequality in the state of New York. We've got a lot to do together. I'm going to share some more news with you in the days ahead. And let's keep this fight going because we've proved change can happen in New York. Change can happen, huh, Mr. Mayor? Well, you know, folks, um, this progressive stuff, now that I think about it, let me rewind. And I'm going right back to the topic of crime and what has happened tonight. But let me rewind. I recall when a man that should have been mayor of New York and would have made up history uh, as the first Latino mayor, Fernando Ferrer. And now that I look back, he ran, Ferrer ran on a, a theme of a tale of two cities. 
of, of inequality in New York. And and he was a heartbeat away from winning the primary and becoming mayor, but him and Mark Green uh, went, at, went after each other. As a result, Michael Bloomberg became mayor, and Fernando Ferrer never got over it. But even Fernando Ferrer understood the need for strong law enforcement. Anybody in their right mind, how could you not understand the need for strong law enforcement? These criminals, folks, they're showing you on a daily basis. They understand one thing and one thing only, strength. You've got to come at them from a, pers- a, a, a point of view of strength. And if you don't, they feel that you are a pushover and they will run over you, which is what exactly is happening each and every day. Each and every day now. And so <laughs> I guess uh, de Blasio saw the handwriting on the wall. The latest poll that came out shows that... Um, I'll put it in terms that the kids use. The latest poll that came out shows that Kathy Hochul ain't no joke, folks. She is not a joke, okay? She came in as a lieutenant governor, but uh, this lady, her campaign war chest is quickly uh, going up, and this was a Siena College poll that uh, came out Tuesday, and um, (laughs) Hochul was at 46%. De Blasio was in second. That's good. At 12%. That's not good. And, uh, you know, you got Tom Swazi, a moderate uh, Democrat. He's he's running. Uh, I, I, I don't see it. So, at all. At all. And Swazi's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Hoku, by the way, uh, has raised 26.21.6 million since mid-August. So she is formidable. And she is about to make history, by all indications the way I see it, as the first woman elected governor of New York State. As of right now, anything can happen in the general campaign. You still have COVID. uh, You you have out-of-control crime. You don't know how she's going to handle the situation with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Those are all things that could blow up in her face. But as of right now, as of right now, as of today, I don't see anyone getting in the way, Democratic or Republican, in the way, or any other candidate out there, in the way of Kathy Hochul. She has shown that she, you know, maybe if Cuomo runs again, I don't know. He's the only one that I see that could stand in her way. Other than that, she's about to be elected. And remember, the primary is in June. I think June 28th. June 28th. So it's not September. The, before we blink, the primary is going to be over, and then it's on to the, to the uh, general election. But let's go back to the topic I started with, that I, I want us to get back to, for our own survival, basic law and order. Let's go to Michael. Michael's calling from Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia this morning. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
good morning, Dominic. Uh, Dominic, basic law and order. In order to get back to that, you've got to fire every member of the New York City Council that voted to allow illegal aliens after 30 days here to uh, vote in elections. Now, you think about a mental homeless person, a uh, mentally ill homeless person who uh, hears that. He's out there. He can't find a home. But uh, your friend de Blasio and uh, Eric Adams, uh, they want to give housing, new telephones, food, clothing to all these hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens that have been invited in while he's sleeping in the subway. Now, they're going to push somebody in front of a train when they start thinking about this. And out in Los Angeles, they're going to start stabbing people. And that's what's happening. So wake up your friends and tell them that basic law and order is you don't rob the citizens in order to bring in your anti-Protestant allies from Central America. Hmm. Michael, I... I, I um... I thank you for the call, and I, I'm with you on, on the law and order front. Two things, folks, two things. Now, yes, when you become a mayor, you got to make sure, as we saw the other day in the Bronx uh, with the fire, you got to make sure basic services, you got to make sure the hospitals are running well, you got to make sure the budget is in line, you got to make sure it's balanced, and on and on and on. But but I, I have two questions. It, that, that I would consider very, very important as mayor. Now, some of you will think that I have lost it when I tell you this. But one of them would be strong law and order. Right? I've, I'm on the record with that. Stop and frisk. I'm a big fan of it. Big fan. So that's nothing new. So uh, uh, law and order. But the second thing is, and this is just a pet peeve of mine. I swear to you folks, if I was the mayor of New York City, I would tell my commissioners, if I drive around and I bump into too many traffic jams, somebody's getting fired that day. I don't understand why I know we have the volume of the, the you know, the sheer volume of vehicles that are in Manhattan, that are in the outer boroughs. But it just seems like no one cares. There's no responsibility. No responsibility. So I mentioned coming into Manhattan to see um, Tracy Morgan over the weekend, the comedian, right? Sat on the George Washington Bridge. That's not the city of New York. But a one car that broke down. Instead of moving that car to the right lane, the Port Authority officials left the vehicle in the second lane out of four, basically paralyzing all four lanes with no regard for people that are coming into New York City to spend hundreds of dollars to help the tax base in, in a COVID environment. I, I, I just don't understand sometimes the priorities. And with the new mayor, you know, he says he's going to, I'm going to, we are going to. Well, Mr. Mayor, tick tock, tick, tick tock. The clock is ticking. When, Mr. Mayor, tick, tick tock, tick, tick tock. You graded the photo ops, Mr. Mayor, when are we going to see the crackdown on crime? Tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. 
Let's go right back to the telephone calls, and then we are going to bring in Frank Morano, the other side of uh, midnight. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. Eric Adams is as phony as a $3 bill. Let's look at what he did. The first thing, number one, he he took office, and, and basically he hasn't done a thing. He hasn't, with the, as far as the crime, he, like you said, he didn't bring back the plain clothes. Um, as far like um, what he, other things that he said he didn't do. I mean, when is he going to start? When is he, when exactly is he going to start? He voted for the illegals to, to be made citizens. When he was running, he said, well, I'm going to think about it. No, he knew he was going to vote yes. He knew that. Right. He wanted to hire his brother. Fine. If you, you say the reason am I, I am hiring my brother is because there are people on both sides of the aisle, the left and the right, who may strongly disagree with the things that I'm about to do. And they may threaten my life. No, he had to come in. And in order to appease his, as you put it, his his base. Oh, I have to do this because of the white segregate, the white uh, supremacists. What white supremacist? Everything he says turns out to be a lie. The reason he changed what he said about the subway, because first he said, oh, the, the crime in the subway doesn't exist. It, it's just the people's, what was it, people's imagination? But then he, he got really bad ratings on that. So he said, okay, now I'm, I'm going to say the truth, which is there is crime in the subway. He has done nothing, and every time he opens up his mouth, that's all he does is kiss the Manhattan DA's rear end. And he's afraid to go to the, the – criticize him because of his base. He's afraid to criticize the governor. He want, and, you know, He's saying, well, the governor won't do anything. Right. You go to the okay, governor Michael, and you say – But, Michael, if you, were, if you were a brand-new mayor in Eric Adams' place, you would do exactly what he's done politically. You can't go to war – with your Democratic allies, and you've just been in office for two weeks. You can't do it. You either worry about the city and the people in the city, or else you kiss rear end and worry about your base. Now, what do you want to do? You want to save the city, or do you want to keep kissing the rear end and let the city go to hell? He made the decision. He's willing to kiss the rear end of the district attorney because that's all he does is keep complimenting him every time he, he talks about him. Instead of saying, listen, you, you're destroying the city. I'm trying to save it, and the only thing you do is keep destroying it. And as far as going to the governor, you tell the governor, look, you either put in a special prosecutor or get rid of this guy. But he won't do that. At least if he did that, he could go back to the people and say, look, I did my best. I screamed and yelled at the governor for how to do something, and that louse didn't do a damn thing. I'm limited to what I can do. But at least try, try. He isn't even doing that. He is doing nothing. Nothing will happen with him. He's all talk and no action. And as time goes on, you're going to see that. And you know what? Okay, well, well, we, we will see, Michael. Tell, tell us how you really feel. I'm only joking. But thank you for the call, Michael. I, I hear you. In a, in a moment, we're going to go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. But first, let me bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. You know, I didn't know you went to see Tracy Morgan this weekend. I have to listen to the show to know what's going on in your life. I, I <laughs> sitting with you the last two days, an hour each. You didn't mention anything about Tracy Morgan. Well, you, you, you know, Frank, um, I was just stressed out this weekend, I and I never really do anything to relax. I mean, really, you know, for myself. 
And so I said, I'm just, I'm just going to go. And I went kicking and screaming. I didn't even want to go. Very funny was, guy. It was pretty good. Very was pretty good. Guy. What do you have coming up this morning? All right. Well, um, we're going to following up on a, a trend that you've been covering not only tonight but uh, all week is uh, we're going to bring an update on this uh, NYPD officer that was shot in uh, the Bronx. Uh, the mayor just finished speaking a few minutes ago. Uh, we're going to bring in the audio of what the mayor had to say, along with the uh, PBA president, Pat Lynch, and the police commissioner, and we'll monitor any developments uh, as it relates to that incident and discuss the overall crime issue. And uh, as you mentioned, Mayor Bill de Blasio will not be running for governor. I mean, uh, the, the New Yorkers are just disappointed. They're fainting because they're <laughs> so disappointed that he won't have the opportunity to be governor. But um, we are going to take suggestions from the listeners next hour about what Bill de Blasio's next job should be. Now, uh, and I'm looking for serious suggestions. So we're going to take calls. I have a few ideas. I suspect the listeners do as well. And then um, this underwater volcano in Tonga is pretty interesting, and it's something that I think might have escaped a lot of people's radar screen, and we're going to focus on that with a gentleman named Marshall Masters, who says we're going to see a lot more geological incidents like this, and uh, 2022 could be a bad year for natural disasters. So uh, I have a few other tricks up my sleeve as well. Hopefully the listeners will stick around for them. It will be an interesting show. Let's now go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. And good morning, Jacqueline. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning, Dominic and Frank. I'll try to make this as quick as I possibly can. I know you're pressed for time. Uh, I just wanted to follow up on something that you spoke about yesterday on your show, Dominic, when you had mentioned whoever it was that is responsible for the number of beds for the mentally ill being cut. And I think the way to solve this issue with all of this rampant crime throughout all the various cities is we, the citizens of those cities where these crimes are occurring on a regular basis, need to hold the elected officials both financially as well as criminally responsible. That would include mayors, district attorneys, and governors. And if that means that the laws need to be changed for this to happen, then we, the people, need to demand that those laws be changed. If the law had allowed these elected officials to be held accountable, Cuomo would have been held accountable for the thousands of elderly that died in nursing homes as a result of his inadequate policies. They need to be held accountable to uphold the oath that they have all taken for the positions that they hold. People have talked about holding the police accountable financially. Mm -hmm. No, the elected officials need to be held responsible. And you see how fast this would come to an end. You you are correct, Jacqueline, but but, uh, they're politicians for a reason. And if you notice, uh, they're always protected with everything. Uh, Police officers are on their own, as you mentioned, but they're protected. But it's a great idea, Jacqueline. Let me go to Janet in Manhattan. Good morning to you, Janet. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Janet, are you with us? No? Okay. Okay, so Janet's not with us. So you know what? You know what, Frank? I rather rather than me take another call and then we're we're rushing because we're down to about twenty-five seconds. You have got a great show coming up, Frank Morano. The other side of midnight, folks. Again, a lot going on uh, tonight. You have the visual in uh, in uh, Times Square. You had to wait for the young lady at Burger King. You had a police officer shot tonight in the Bronx. Frank Morano is going to bring you the very latest information 
right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC.